Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Balanced Black Girl. My name is Les. I'm your host. I appreciate you tapping in. So every month on the podcast, we have a different theme where we cover a central topic from different angles. We just wrapped up our leveling up and busting through plateaus series. And a lot of you really loved those episodes last month, which makes me so, so happy. And that series is really designed to grow with you. So if you ever feel stuck or like you're in a rut or you're just kind of going through it and you're trying to up level, go back to that series, go back to those episodes. They're really designed to be there for you whenever you need them. And now that we're in May, we're kicking off Mindset May. So we're talking all about expanding our minds, changing our thoughts, taking care of our brain health. And I am really excited to be rejoined by two amazing guests today. So welcome back, Erica and Mila from Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm so happy to have you back. Hey, boo. Thanks for having us back. Hi, friend. Hi, yes. tribe. Hi. Yes. So happy. <laughs> Last time you were here, it was like exactly one year ago, I think. And a lot has happened for y'all in the past year so much has happened for all of us i think right i think it's been such an amazing 365 almost days yeah. of, of transformation and just even us connecting on a different level too with you coming to our retreat and yes. everything so. yes we're definitely we're going to talk about that for sure we're definitely going to talk about that what i'm excited to get into with y'all like i said it's mindset may I consider you two to be such amazing expanders and just like master manifestors. But I know that that doesn't just spontaneously happen, that there's a lot that goes into that. And I could imagine that being where you are now, especially with all that's happened in the past year, like a national tour, publishing a book, sold out retreats all over the world, having your own podcast studio, which we're in right now. There's a lot that goes into that. And there's a lot of expansion that I'm sure you had to do to get there. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. Let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. You're ready. So in terms of really being ready to receive the manifestations that you have coming in, can we talk a little bit more about what that work has looked like? Not just the obviously work to do the things, right, to create the podcast or to host the retreats, but the mindset work. How have you gone about that? I don't know, Les. I feel like um, I feel like that's the season I'm actually right now in. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I'm currently bursting through the season of like I asked for these things and yeah. now I'm here. Yeah. And what does that look like? It's some scary shit, and I've had to really 
I've had to challenge myself and really reflect, deeply reflect where the fear comes from. Mm -hmm. It's because like when you're manifesting and like when you're a kid and you're like dreaming of something, you're like, right. I'm going to accept this reward and this is going to be the speech, yeah. you know, and then and then it happens. And you're like, oh, shit. And I'm in that like, oh, shit place, <laughs> you know, like, damn, like I've manifested these things. But what I've learned is that even in manifesting them, that I am just realizing that I may not have really believed I was worthy of the, of the manifestations until I'm in it. And I'm, I feel fear of the, of like, not of the success, but mm -hmm. can I uphold all these things? Yeah. And am I like, and, and almost like, um, what do they call it when you're in somewhere, but you don't feel like you're supposed to be there? Oh, imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I, I'm coming to the point where I'm like, I deserve this. I'm yes. worthy of this. I've worked for this. Yes. And you know, and I'm, and I'm enjoying it. Because there's a fear that, like, once you manifest all these things, then you're like, when is the, when is something going to drop? Like, when is something going to go wrong? You know? And I'm just like, no, bitch, nothing's going wrong. <laughs> you know? Because you deserve you deserve this this place. You deserve to like be at peace. And that's the thing. It's like we strive for things, but it's like really feeling how it feels to be there. And then once you're there, like letting the fear go away and just being present in the peace and the happiness and the work that you've done. So I feel like it's been a lot of self-talks with myself. Yeah. Telling myself you're worthy and you're deserving and um, you worked for this. Yeah. Like literally saying that to myself in yeah. my head mm -hmm. on a regular basis. So I think it's a lot of affirmations that are happening to change my um, mindset. Like recently I had a, a session with my our therapist. Seems like we're going to marriage counseling. We're not. We, we go separately. We go separately. <laughs> we do have the same therapist. And she's like, what are your, you know, like, what's, what are you working through right now? And I was just like, everything's really good. And I'm scared. And she's like, yeah. okay, so we're not going to meet next week. <laughs> like, bitch, you know what you need to do. And I'm like, but wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I, I'm realizing that I have the tools. And um, even if it feels scary, that. It's just like a mindset shift, like you said. Right. Yeah. What I appreciate about what you said, because it's really important. I think we think we do the mindset work to get to the good place. But the mindset work is almost even more important when we're in the good place so that we stay in the good place and we don't sabotage it. Yeah, that's true. That's this. That can be the. Well, I don't want to even say that's the hardest part. I actually think that's the easiest part. Mm. I think the hardest part is getting the mindset to believe that you can in, that you can even manifest the, thing, the things that you want. Yeah, I know for for me, I have had to accept that you attract what you are ready for, and yeah. a lot of times, the things that me and Jamila, or even just individually, that I've asked for haven't shown up as quickly as I thought, or they kind of show up looking differently than I I've, I've imagined them to. And it's having the the presence of mind to to notice when those things happen. It's like, oh, it actually did show up. It just it wasn't exactly how I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Or that wasn't the season for that for me. And not allowing that to discourage my mindset. Right. And then block what I'm still trying to invite in. So I think it's a lot of time with yourself. I, th I really think that like, you know, at the beginning of this year, I dedicated myself to really, really committing myself to meditation. And I think that meditation has been one of those things that has helped me a lot because I think as humans, we don't ever spend 15 minutes just alone. Right. In Especially as, as a mom. It's as moms, harder. as entrepreneurs, yeah. as women, as partners, as people addicted to our, our phones, like... <laughs> There's always a distraction. And even for me, like I'm not a perfect meditator. I'm not a perfect this like this practice is not perfect at all. Yeah. But it's something that I know has, I guess, helped me get in better mindsets and not allow like 
my mindset to totally like unravel Mm -hmm. my whole day or Mm -hmm. just like whatever it is I'm trying to invite in. Yeah. How have you gotten into meditation and what has starting that practice look like for you? Like, do you like to use apps? Do you do it at a certain time of day? What's helped? It's been, it's a mixture. It's kind of like working out, you know, Mm -hmm. like I can't do the same shit every fucking time. Right. Like, yeah, I cannot go to the gym five days a week for six months straight. Like there's no way I got to switch it up. So at the beginning of the year, we did a meditation challenge and with our community and uh, we did use an app. That was really that really kicked me off in a really positive way because, you know, I think I love challenges because they kind of make everyone (laughs) kind of be held accountable. For sure. And doing it with people. Right. Yeah. 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 And we do a lot of challenges with our community, too. And um, the meditation one really, I feel like was impactful for me. But I so I started with apps. And then, you know, because we do our retreats in Costa Rica, when I went out there, I was like, I have like the most amazing meditation. It's called nature. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's like, I think we underestimate that even in your own, like when you're at home, just that you have these sounds. Yes. If you live in a city, it's a bit more difficult. You have to kind of drown out the sounds. Mm -hmm. But if you are living in a place where you are surrounded by nature, and that's been also been a really amazing meditation tool for me. So, you know, I kind of, I try to switch it up. Yeah. Sometimes I need help though. I need guidance. For sure. And sometimes I meditate and I'm like, that didn't, didn't absolutely nothing. (laughs) Like I'm still anxious. I'm still stressed. Yes. <laughs> I have know? that happen all the time. Right. And that can feel defeating. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn, like that sucks. I'm st- <laughs> so. What's great about meditation, though, and I'm so glad that you brought it up, is I think meditation has taught me that just because I have thoughts, I don't have to believe them. Like you can see a thought come and go, but you don't have to embody it and believe it, which I think is so important for what we're talking about in terms of expansion and just believing that we are worthy of what we're trying to call in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. And I mean, our minds are extremely, extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. And I was like listening to something. Was I listening to a podcast or something? And they were saying how it's not even like sometimes when we get hurt by something or someone. Yeah, it's not even the actual action that is the most hurtful thing. It's what our thoughts do. After yeah, the, it's that, replaying it in your with head that. <laughs> over and, and over. And that they like, create all these narratives. And mm-hmm. it's not even the action that happened that was the worst thing. But it's like what you tell yourself after. Exactly. Yeah. It's so true. Being like an observer of your thoughts. For instance, like if you're in a relationship or if someone says something to you or they do something. I've noticed it. Like if someone says something or like maybe like someone did something to like go against your trust. But then it's like the immediate thoughts after like, he likes her more. Mm-hmm. She's prettier. She's cooler. Right. <laughs> like, it's like these other things are like, bitch, nobody even said any of those things. Right. You said them. Right. And now you're spiraling. And it's like being able to catch those thoughts before they bring you to this whole other conclusion that's not even true. Like I've, I've really, I'm a very jealous person. <laughs> not in my relationships, I can be very jealous. I've been challenged a lot in this last year to process the thoughts that I'm having. Like, do you really care about this? Are you really jealous? Are you jealous or are you just tripping? Or, yeah. you know, do you feel like someone has something more than you or something more to offer? Kind of like peeling back the layers of those thoughts and then having the mindset to say, like, I'm going to either accept this to be true or I'm not. And then moving on with your day. But it's like sometimes we don't even have the wherewithal to stop, pause, and then sort through it and throw some shit out right we're just like taking it all in and internalizing it and then you're feeling bad about yourself and you're like wait hold up right this is not even true right or even if it's true right now it doesn't mean that it's true forever right right exactly no i love that perspective so i would love to talk a little bit about limiting beliefs because i think it's something that we all struggle with and can be very 
physically limited by, even if it starts in our minds. So what are some ways that you two overcome limiting beliefs? Hmm. Literally just like letting them go. Yeah. Like removing them and even like like reflecting and reflecting and reflecting and reflecting. Like, why do I believe this? Why do I believe like this person can have this, but I can't? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I feel like that's something that's like white people shit? You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Or like I'm constantly questioning where my thoughts have been like birthed and sourced and like when when I've made these decisions or if I've even made them you know, these agreements with myself and like, but mostly it's like, yeah, comparison, thinking that certain things are reserved for certain people that I'm not included in. And then having to be like, uh, uh-uh, you know, like that's not true, especially like being a black girl and growing up in the Valley with privileged friends and yeah. like having to dismantle some of the assumptions or the agreements that I've made about why they deserve certain things mm-hmm. or why they have certain things like, oh, they're just like daddy's girl shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like just having to remove all of that and start over. Yeah. I think limiting beliefs is something that it's a practice. You actually have to actively work at it. I don't think it's something that you just, for me, it's not something I've just woken up one day and said, okay, well, that's that belief system's done with. It's like really digging into it and going against it. It's like going against yourself, essentially. It's like doing the opposite of what feels comfortable is really what has helped me like break these limiting beliefs. And, And that's super challenging. And that's why I think most people don't break those type of habits and cycles because it's really fucking uncomfortable. Just like they say, growth is uncomfortable. I mean, limiting beliefs is essentially like an inhibiting who you are as a person and, and your growth. And, you know, it's so interesting talking to like older generations about, because, you know, our podcast, we talk about sex a lot and we have different types of guests on from that have different types of lifestyles and different belief systems. Right. And so just talking even like for certain family members who, you know, grew up in a certain time and they, for me, trying to explain to them certain things like about like sex work mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, just whatever it might be and and hearing their perspective and then also like understanding it, knowing that like I've adopted certain parts of their belief systems mm-hmm. and understanding what is what about this is actually limiting for me? Mm-hmm. Like, do I do I actually agree with some of these limiting beliefs? Because I think it we are in a, a time now where like we're supposed to accept everything and every if you go against anyone's views or anyone's positions or anyone's, you know, it's you have a limited belief system. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to make that choice personally of what that actually means for you. Right. And and that can feel overwhelming and that can feel even in, in my space where like I am really an open person, but there are things where I'm like, yeah, that's not for me. Yeah. Or I'm like, that is for me. And it's it's really just I feel like a lot of work in a like writing things down having conversations with yourself and just having compassion for yourself and other people too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you said something that stood out you're saying about like it's uncomfortable yeah and the crazy thing about limiting belief especially because a lot of our beliefs are adopted is that even a limiting belief will be more comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's more, even if it's limit, like that's and, what I'm saying, you have to go against yourself. And yeah. that's an ironic statement. It's like, why would something limiting also be comfortable? And it's because we've been comfortable in believing that our whole lives. And I, and I had that thought recently too. And it's, I'm always like trying to be, you know, open and like accept everybody's perspective and everybody's different. And like, I'm always thinking objectively. But the truth is, is like some shit you're just not going to fuck with, you know. And but for me, it's hard to come up with those because I'm always thinking 
and other people's, you know, well, this is for them or this is for that or that's okay because, and it's like, no, bitch. And I had to tell my friend that, like, I, had a, I have a young friend and she's like, well, you know, you can't say that. Or, and I'm like, that's cool. But like, you do know you don't have to like that. <laughs> you know, like it's, it could be cool for somebody else. And you can also be like, no, nah, I'm cool on that for me. You know, and I think like sometimes in this life that we're living with so many, you're afraid to say things against people because you're afraid to say the wrong thing. There's a lot of fear, but some shit is cool for other people and not cool for you. And it really requires that you dismantle the things that you've been taught yeah. to really feel like, is this comfortable for me? Or am I so comfortable and being uncomfortable that I've just, I've accepted this as my ceiling? Because like sometimes people accept their ceiling because it's like to get to the next level would be too difficult. To break out of that would so like, it's the fear of not being able to do it successfully. So I'll just say, fuck it and be comfortable here. Mm -hmm. Like the contentment. Oh, that bitch is naked all the time. Like, no, I'm cool. That means she's a slut. But it's like, does it or do you really just want to be naked too? Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like really having taking the time to be alone. Mm -hmm. And it takes courage to sit with yourself and be like, no, I'm good on this. Or actually, maybe I was triggered by this because it's something I actually want to do. And I've been fearful of doing it. Right. So it's like constantly a back and forth with yourself. Yeah. And I think we can get really comfortable in really shitty situations sometimes if that's all we know. Absolutely. If you saw your parents in shitty situations, <laughs> yeah. if you saw cousins or aunties or grandmas in shitty relationships, you're like, oh, I could take the shitty. I'm used to this. Because we know the outcome. And even if it's not necessarily what we want, there's sometimes comfort in knowing what we're going to get versus that risk of, like you said, kind of going up beyond that ceiling. It can be scary. Even if there's potential to be better, the fact that it's different can be so scary. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm comfortable in this shit. I know this shit. Right. <laughs> but I don't know that shit. So I'm going to stay in this fucked up shit. Exactly. How do you overcome that fear? Have you ever come up against that? <sighs> I, I have a, a, a weird obsession with like expansion in ways. And this is not <laughs> because I'm perfect at all because I'm not. I know like I'm on this earth for a limited amount of time. If I can't stay in the same place, I will go fucking nuts. I have to go to the next levels. And that's a gift. And I'm so grateful that I have that I have that at least mindset for that. And do I travel into these new spaces perfectly and just float in like, yes, it's so wonderful. And now I've tapped into this new <laughs> space. No, it's messy and it's crazy. And I'm like scared. But that's the most exciting part of life for me, I think, you know, is like the idea that. Erica right now today whatever day it is in May like Erica next May is going to be in a whole different place in a whole different space yes the foundations of me will be there but I know that I, I'm just excited by the idea that there's always another opportunity to be better to change yeah. to change your mind to you know question so I, I don't say I'm not that's not to say that I've never been up confronted those things it's just a matter of when I do feel those ways, like having people to tap into, like having a Jamila, having my tribe, having other people that people that I've seen that have like elevated and being able to talk to them. And like, I believe like having mentors is really important. Like having examples is really important too. trying to find and surround yourself with people. And I think me and Mila really are really lucky because we meet so many people on this path of podcasting mm -hmm. where we are like, oh, that's so interesting. Like you've okay, you've did that and you're, look at you, you know? So being able to kind of have examples around you, I think is really important and kind of offsets the fear. So if you want to have success and if you want to have 
these things, it's important to surround yourself with people that are doing those things that are like leveling up, that are doing those things so that you kind of have less fear and are excited about that next level elevation. Oh yeah. I couldn't agree more. And even if in your environment, you don't have access to that, that's why listening to conversations like this, exactly, the content you consume is so important. It is important. And that's such a true statement because I know there's people listening and there's people that have listened to us like, I don't have a friend. I don't have this. I don't have that. And if there are, there are tools and things like listening to a podcast, you become an educating yourself and sitting with your sitting with the company that you want to keep. That's right. There is kind of already, as we say, you know, manifesting is such I love the word manifesting, but I do. But I'm like, I wish we need to come up with another word. It's it's overused. I know it's, a little, <laughs> it's taken some turns. <laughs> Intentional dreaming. Yeah. But, but like listening to the things that you want, the things that you want to surround yourself with are powerful tools and in inviting in those real energies into your life, I think. And that's one of the beauties in, of, of social media and of podcasting. There's a lot of dark sides, but I think that's one of the beauties for sure. Yeah can show us what's possible yeah what do you think Mila similar to Erica I think one of my biggest fears is my biggest fear has always been I would hate to like be facing about to be in my deathbed and be like damn I should have would have could have that's always been my fear like my biggest fear is that I you know like my life goes by and I'm like damn I should have taken that chance damn I should have tried harder And that's been my greatest like push, you know, like I don't want to settle and then regret it. And a lot of times we see people, you know, we see the results of what settling does. And I've seen I saw my mom do it in her relationship. I saw and that also instilled this like ignited some type of courage, but instilled a fear that this could potentially be me if I don't push past this comfort. And I feel like even in this journey, even prior to Good Moms, there have always been mystical signs, if you will. You know, you have a thought and then the universe will reinforce it. But you have to be aligned enough to pay attention and to take it as a sign. And like even before, like I, we, we discovered Good Moms and before, like just like when I was in like a relationship with my child's father and I felt like I was drowning and I was like, what are we going to do? But I didn't have the courage yet to leave, but I knew it was coming. As soon as I knew it, like I could feel like the courage building up things, everything was started to tell me like literally I was like, I've, I've said this story a lot. Like I was at a restaurant. I was with Luna. And we were alone. This random white lady was sitting next to us. Like, you know, when people want to talk and you don't want to talk, but she wanted to talk. And he went <laughs> to the bathroom and she looked over at me and she was like, you're growing much faster than him, aren't you? And I was like, bitch. <laughs> I was like, God damn. <sighs> but it was like, the I don't have time for this today. <laughs> I literally was like, <laughs> right, right. For you, like, but, but you did. Right. But I did, and I knew. <laughs> and I was like, damn, this fucking random white lady is talking to me like she fucking knows me, and she does. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed, <laughs> but there were signs, you know, like even even like just there were messages, there were signs, there was feelings in my body that I could not deny. And I could have because it would have felt more like comfortable in the time, but I would have I was dying inside. So, you know, it, it was me having the notion to know, like instinctually, like something needs to shift and then paying attention to everything Every sign, every Instagram post, every random white lady telling me a message I didn't fucking ask for that also (laughs) ignited me to know, to trust the process that like spirit was delivering these messages and these signs, not only in my heart and in my mind, but from outside factors until finally I was just like, all right, it's time to jump, bitch, you know, and then you do. 
I've stumbled and I've fallen and I've been in fucked up situations, but alone (laughs) and, you know, and like, and I've moved out of them. And so I think a lot of it is just, what do you stand for? Like, who are you? What do you stand for? And another fear of mine is not being who I say I am. I'm like, do I want to leave this world not being who I thought I was or who I said I was? Like, if you're fearless, be fearless. If you're strong, if you if you love yourself, let everybody and everything reflect it. And I think sometimes we say things and we're not walking in the in the things that we say. And it requires us to check ourselves like, bitch, this isn't aligned with the person you said you wanted to be and admitting it and then shifting. It's almost like how you would hold a, a partner accountable. Like you said that you were going to do this. You said that this is how you showed up. We often are like afraid to kind of turn that lens to ourselves and say, (laughs) because it's easier to blame someone outside Mm -hmm. of you. Like you said, but it's like, no, bitch. Like, like, yeah. When someone says like, what are like three characteristics that define you? And you say, oh, like I'm loving. And then really you're, you're not really being loving to yourself or to other people. Having to really look at yourself and say, is that really who I am? Or is that who I aspire to be? Mm-hmm. And what's blocking me from being this loving person, even saying you're loving and then especially as a woman and then like not being loving in ways like I remember being little and my mom being such a bitch. And I'm like, what the fuck is her problem? And then like being an adult now and I'm like in my head and things are going wrong and shit's getting flushed down the toilet and bills are coming and shit. And I'm like, why are you a bitch? <laughs> like, are you loving? I'm like, I'm loving, but I'm stressed out. But it's like a constant pendulum, not to be loving, (laughs) but it is. It's like to have positive thoughts, offer positive speech and then have positive actions. Like you think it's very simple, but I've I've really recognized that like as adults, we have to be retrained like we're children. Oh, absolutely. That wasn't nice. Like say something, be nice, you know, and it's like the dumbest. We're big kids. I mean, we our needs are not that different from children's. We need the same stuff. And we forget the lessons that we're taught as children. And it's like even the lesson of like. Get back up and try again, Johnny. You can do it. Like, you're brave. You know, like how you talk to your kid. And it's like, do I talk to myself that way? Right. Do I do I encourage myself and like the people that I'm closest to the same way? People are so quick to perform and to show up how some they think someone else wants them to show up. Like, oh, I'm going to dress like this because like, I don't want anyone to think I want too much attention. Or I'm going to be like this because of this. But it's like, no, Johnny, you be who exactly you're supposed to be. <laughs> You know, but then like we forgot to we forget to tell ourselves like, no, bitch, show up exactly how you want to be because we get like programmed into like, you know, the workforce. We're supposed to be corporate. We're supposed to talk, especially as black women, we're supposed to talk like this. Don't be too loud. Don't wear your hair too kinky. There's all these like ways you have to show up in certain spaces. And it's like you forget how to be yourself. Right. But the way we tell kids, if Jackie doesn't want to be your friend, that's fine. (laughs) These names. Jackie Jackie and Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) Absolutely. I have to take a second to share an amazing plant-based brand that I've been loving, Anima Mundi Herbals. Anima Mundi is a Brooklyn-based apothecary with herbs, tonics, and beauty products that are incredible. I was introduced to them through their Rose Magic Kit, and I have been hooked ever since. The Rose Magic Kit has an amazing facial and body oil, rose powder, which I've been loving adding to my drinks, a gorgeous rose face mask, and a rose quartz gua sha, and I have been reaching for these items every day. I use the Collagen Boosting Face Oil, which is a medical-grade organic oil at the end of my skincare routine. After cleansing and moisturizing, I press the oil into my face, and then I go over my skin with the rose quartz gua sha and it is the most beautiful skincare ritual. 
And when I use the oil, my skin absolutely glows and it really plumps up my skin and leaves my skin way softer. The Rose Magic Kit just scratches the surface of the amazingness that Anima Mundi has to offer. So whether you're looking for adaptogens, tonics, or skincare, Anima Mundi has an herbal solution for you. Head to their website at animamundiherbals.com and use the code BALANCED15 for 15% off your first order. Again, that's code BALANCED15 for 15% off your first order at Anima Mundi Herbals. To that point, a lot of it is like we have to start being who we want to be before we get there. I think we think we reach these certain points and then I can be happy or then I can be expanded and I can be this, but you have to be that first and then get there. And a lot of the time we have it backwards. And that's a hard lesson Mm -hmm. and it's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. And it requires a lot of practice and it requires a lot of reflection and it requires a lot of alone time and uncomfortable realizations that I struggle with right now. It's not easy. It's not easy to choose the right thing all the time. It's not easy to make the right choice, especially in a world where we have so many fucking choices. Right. It's almost like too many choices. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so many examples, too. It's just it can feel disheartening. And I think it's a matter of going back to almost like going back to like, that child. Mm-hmm. Who was that child? What did she want? What made her happy? Yeah. Like what made her light up? What was she excited about? What made her sad? And like starting there, because it's really not that complicated. Our needs and our wants, they're really not that crazy. Mm-hmm. As adults, we think we need all these different things and like these accolades and and items. And, and those things are nice too. And, and you should have them if those are the things you want. But thinking about who was I before the world kind of touched me in ways. Right. And, and that can be, I think that's, that's the hardest work of all, but then yes, showing up as that person now, Mm -hmm. because I think about that too. I've always been a little bit scared of success. Mm. You know, now that I'm in this, we are entrepreneurs and we're always creating and creating and creating. And sometimes I forget to celebrate my wins. Yeah because I'm always focused on the next one. And at times I've numbed myself where like big things have happened and I've zoomed past them where I'm like, okay, that's cool. What's next? We got to focus on no bitch. Like (laughs) enjoy this. This is a big deal. Yeah. Like even with this book, it's like, you are an author. I was like thinking about this the other day. And my, my daughter was like, learning about, you know, table of contents and books and authors and she was like, this is an author. This is an author. And, and I was like, wait, I'm an author. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I'm an author, author right here. <laughs> and it's like, I've known that. But like, for some reason, like my brain has not computed that in my head because I'm thinking about, oh, I'm how are, how are people going to get the book? I need people to get the book. Are you a New York it? Times bestselling author? Right. <laughs> like, all these things, right. you know, all this, pressure. all this pressure. And it's like. Be happy right in this moment because you might become a New York Times bestselling author, but you might not. And either way, like, are you going to be able to appreciate that moment and what that felt like? I think that the, those those things can be really overwhelming for me, though. That's what overwhelms me, not the expansion. It's mm-hmm. like the presence in the expansion. 
Are you gonna go? Are you gonna look back and be like, "Did I ever remember that shit?" Yeah, like, yeah, I, I did this and I did this and I did that. I'm like, but do I remember any? Like, do I remember the each like point at which I accomplished these things? That's true. It, it is true because I think oftentimes those seasons in our lives where we do maybe step into this new level often feel like such a blur. I don't know if y'all feel that way. I feel that way about the times where I've really leveled up or achieved something great or reached a goal. I'm like, I don't even remember because I was so busy with my head down doing the things. I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> I resonate with that. For real. I literally thought the other day, I'm like, what's going to happen like after like May 9th? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's going to happen? Well, who will I be? <laughs> <laughs> after the 9th of May, well, what will I be doing? Because <laughs> everything up to this point is only counted on up till May 9th. And I mean, obviously. But it's not true. Though. No, it's you not. Know? It's not. It's like, but, like one, one like goal. That right. Like. That we're trying to check off check off the list, apparently. Like you know, and that's, that's and that's the thing is like not looking at it. That right. Way. It's just like yeah. who cares? <laughs> it's like you still wrote a book, bitch. <laughs> you still published a book and it's great, you know, and like and I have. I've had to like check myself in a lot of points and just sit back and be like, bitch, you've done a lot in the last year I'm in awe of myself. Like I can't I don't know how the fuck we did some of the shit we did. It's really it's more difficult than I thought it would be to not find joy, but like feel it, like mm -hmm. sit in it, feel it and just be like, oh, OK, this is what it feels like to be on my way to the top. <laughs> One of the practices that I recently I don't do it enough enough, but I did it recently. And it's just literally talking to myself in the mirror. Mm. It sounds it's very Issa Rae. And it's, <laughs> but she, she was on, she, that's, that's some real shit is like hyping yourself up. How do you do that? Cause I feel like such a clown when I try, I just feel so goofy. I it is goofy, but no one on else that. is there, girl. It's just you <laughs> and true. yourself. That's true. You know? And I was, I've had like it's super dramatic moments where I'm crying and I'm trying to make myself feel better and looking in the mirror and I'm like, stop it. <laughs> stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> or there's times where you're like compassion, like it's okay. You're going to be okay. Or there's times where you're like, Look how amazing your life is. Look what you've been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. Every like the odds were stacked against you and still you rose to the occasion and you showed up. Like looking at yourself in the mirror and saying that because you will say it to someone else. Like Mila said, like we say these things to our children. We say these things to our friends. But looking at yourself in the mirror and saying those things is really powerful. And being able to look at yourself and notice every little feature on your face. Look at your nose. Look at your eyes. Look at your mouth as it says these things to you. It really brings you into the present, you know, and I think that that's a practice for me that has been really powerful and something I, I do need to do more often. It's very, very grounding and kind of like, OK, instead of like, you know, we can write things down and those and don't get me wrong, I'm, I do those things, too. But like sometimes you got to say the thing and not just like say it to yourself and look at yourself while you say it. Yeah. Like eye mm -hmm. contact in the mirror. People have a hard time making eye contact with strangers. So yeah, you, you'd true. be surprised how often like you look in. I, I realize that like with when I'm talking to Mel Robbins, like we rarely like we'll brush our teeth, wash our face. We'll go the whole morning and not look at ourselves. And making eye contact with yourself is some deep ass shit because we don't do it that often. Like we, we avoid it with people and then we'll avoid it with ourselves even more. And it's like sometimes I look at myself and I feel silly, too. But I'm, and I laugh <laughs> at me. Yeah. And then you laugh. Yeah. And then you just keep See pushing through. Yeah. And even seeing yourself acknowledge you be human is a part of the process. And then you can laugh with yourself. I'm like, bitch, it's OK. 
everything is going to be okay. I tell myself that all the time, like you're safe and everything's going to be okay. And I'm like, you survived everything up to this point. Like it ain't about to take you out. Positive affirmations to yourself are really powerful. We have um, with our book, when you buy our book, you get a gift with purchase at one of them. They're both these affirmation speeches where we're hyping whoever's listening up. When I was writing it, I wrote I wrote it and I said it to myself in the mirror because it was like, okay, I'm, I need to see how this makes me feel. It is really powerful to say things to yourself like it's going to be okay. You're doing a good job. You did the best that you can. It wasn't perfect, but you did it because sometimes you're never going to hear that from anyone else. So you're waiting to hear these things from other people. And the person that you need to hear it from the most is yourself. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. And it often doesn't hold as much weight from other people. No, we're so quick to be like, oh, yeah, thanks. Like, right. They're just being nice. Mm-hmm. It's in last week's episode, I talked about the idea of confidence deposits, like thinking about our confidence like a bank account and constantly doing things to deposit. And one of the things that I touched on was the fact that like other people can deposit into your account, but it's not going to hold as much value as when you deposit into your own account. That's what makes you really start to believe it. Mm. I start to notice when people start like even like right now because like the book is coming and people are like I'm so proud of you like I see you leveling up and I'm like mm-hmm. what are you what's going on with you <laughs> right like, like we deflect we like, like feel yeah, uncomfortable yeah, like, yeah. It's cool. anyway partially like me not wanting like I, I mean I've acknowledged the accomplishments but also like not knowing how to take it. And also, like, not wanting to feel like I'm overly, like, too cool or I don't know what the fuck it is because it's true. You know what I mean? But, it's, yeah, like, downplaying the thing so that I can, like, deflect and move on to somebody else's thing because, like, I don't know if I've not really taken it all in or it just feels big and I'm not ready to, like, I don't know. It's like I feel outside of the things that I'm doing, even though that I'm doing it, I feel like outside of them, you know? It's this crazy, like, part of being human. It's like we want all these things and then we got them and then we're still like, we don't know what to do with them. It's crazy. That's so real. And I think, especially, that's something that women deal with a lot. And then, especially as black women, I think we tend to downplay the things that we do because, God forbid, we get too confident or we get too much. And then people tend to feel a way about that. And I'm learning to just not. Who cares? If they feel a way about it. Well, the people feel a way. And I think about just our own people feel a way too. It's like, yeah, it's so interesting how we are, are some of our biggest haters. We can't wait to see one of our own fail and fall. It's the strangest thing. You know, it's not strange. I mean, we've been programmed to, 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 to do this, but it's so, it's so crazy. Like putting energy into the way that the media has monetized and made this a commodity of like, people's rise and fall real rise and fall rise and fall it's almost part of it's entertainment at this point and and you do and because it's outside of yourself it's easy to like watch and be entertained and but those are people's lives those are real people and sometimes we forget like even on instagram like i i was telling mila like i'm like in this space where i'm kind of like triggered by people's love on instagram and did you follow me story of my life are you following me <laughs> but I've had to realize that's a me thing. Is, that's not a them. So that has nothing thing. to do with no, them. No, it's one hundred percent. I hate it thing. too. I, it's, but I, it's almost like it's scared for them. I'm like, oh no, right? Same. Are you, are you yes. sure? Yes. I'm like, oh, this is a hard oh, launch. <laughs> hard launch, hard fall, and I don't want that to happen. I, I think we're a part of it because I'll text Erica so quick, like with a picture of someone alone. Like, did they break up? And I'm, 
I was just like, oh no. Because you can always no. tell. You can always They're tell. They're hard launch in love and then there's a hard fall, like a hard yeah. disconnect. Oh God. Yeah. And I was just like, what is wrong with me? I'm like, I'm looking at people's like, ri- like the rises and falls. I'm like, mm-hmm, girl, that's because you posted that picture too early, bitch. You know? You declared love publicly. <laughs> not going to, not going to embarrass me in public. But let me, Only private. let me feel safe <laughs> in love. Private. Let me feel safe in love <laughs> for like five me. minutes and I'm going to be posting in no time. So like, I, and I know that, I know that. So I'm just like, bitch, stop. This is so you, this is so you problem. Like you'll be posting. In, in- and I think it's just, human nature it's kind of how social media has like rewired our brains to be the natural it's like to keep count keep track keep tabs like oh i knew that wasn't gonna laugh yeah and even for me like i'm deeply in love and i post all the time and then sometimes i'm like i need to chill i was definitely the bitch who was annoyed by bitches posting their love every five <laughs> minutes like all right bitch we get it and now here i am like yeah, <laughs> and then I had to have a talk with myself. Like, it's okay to post. Your love. Yeah, yeah. Like, you are not the po- the annoying bitch that annoyed you last week. <laughs> you are, but this is why you have to learn and grow. <laughs> and that's why we've all been on all sides of yeah. it. All sides of it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for all the love. Like, I rarely would delete a nigga after like if it's over because you were on you were in the history. Oh my <laughs> You're gosh. In my I delete history. them from my memory. It's just it's like they don't exist, but. It's, it's again, it's the mind, it's your mindset, and it's like being able to acknowledge where you're at, you know. And I know it's silly, I know that it's, t- I, I'm very clear that it's a me thing, but it feels very real, yeah. Even though it's like all of this is happening in the digital world, it is a reflection of the real world, and those feelings that we get when we do see those things are very real. It doesn't mean that they're facts or that you know we need to sit in them, but. It's a real feeling. Well, then we make up these I, we make up these narratives about it too, right? Because like I've done that. Like this shit's not gonna last. Like I don't know why this bitch posted this person or like he don't look. He looks corny or like whatever these things are. You know what I mean? Like making judgments or making up stories about whatever we think that that they are. We've done it. We're guilty of it. And I know people will probably are probably doing it to me. I'm probably triggering people with my fucking online love. But I also I've realized even if my with my success is like this weird guilt that comes with it. Yeah. And it's like it's not a guilt. It's a guilt because I've been in a place not that long ago where I'm like, what the fuck am I about to do? Like, this is not working. What am I about to do? Like struggling financially, just struggling personally. And then like now that I've come to this place where I'm manifesting at a high level and I'm living a life that really is just like being myself. Mm-hmm. And it feels almost too good to be true. It feels like I feel guilty about it sometimes. That's why I deflect. Yeah, but I'm, life like should feel good. But that's how like I worked for this. Like yeah. I really like this is the life that I that I envisioned for myself. That things would just effortlessly flow to me, and I wouldn't have to like be a totally different person. Like I would be able to show up as myself. And I've I've created that. And now that I'm in it, I feel some ways like I know how it felt to get to that place and not to and not get it. And so now that I'm thriving and even in my relationship, I've had to tell myself it is okay to be in love and and it be public and not to fear that it's going to end or like crash and burn. It's okay to have found success and found a career in a place that doesn't feel like you have to put a lot of effort in Mm -hmm. because this is actually what you fucking asked for. And I did like I don't want a relationship. I have to really work very like super hard. Like I want it to be Mm -hmm. flow and be peaceful. And that's what I got. And I have a career that's easeful and it's peaceful. And of course, it's stressful. But I got the things that I wanted. And now yeah. I'm, I deserve to be at peace with them without feeling like I'm doing something wrong. Right. Or like the other shoe is going to drop or or that like, yeah, like I'm, you know, somehow 
I don't know, like some guilt about doing exactly what I sought out to do. Right. <sighs> Being a human is so fucking complicated. It is. <laughs> it like is. it shouldn't be. Like I feel like it's not, but we make it complicated because of our brains. <laughs> That's what the series is all about. All about the brain. I was reading this book. It's an old book called Power Positive Thinking. And he was saying how work is not hard. Life is not hard. That you are just spiritually and emotionally imbalanced. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, that's so true. Because when I am feeling balanced and spiritually, emotionally and all those things, work doesn't feel that hard. Yeah. But the moment like something is off, like that's why there is such an importance and checks and balances in your emotional well-being. Like you have to do wellness mm-hmm. checks on yourself. For sure. so and prioritize them and that's the hardest part everything else like a lot of times people like run away from their careers or run away from cities or run they're always running 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 like trying to change something when it's really this is the imbalance here that there's something happening here that's imbalanced it's like the age all what they always say every like they tell everyone like you got to be right with yourself you know Mm -hmm. no matter where you go there you are what's that song Mm -hmm. like if you can't what? I don't remember. That's like some song. Oh. Like you gotta... but but it's it's you know what I'm talking. I know about. what you're talking about. Lauren Hill. <laughs> no how you Lauren Hill, right, yeah. right within. Yeah. Oh, there okay. Lauren Hill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's gonna someone's singing it right now, listening to this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's true though. Like that self love is the most simple and like the first rule we're taught, and we take it for granted. But it's like even in love, even in relationships, you will never be happy in any success yep. in any accomplishments if you haven't like leveled up with the mindset of yourself. Right. Like you have success, you'll be down, you'll be up. But if you are not like good here, then you're fucked. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm a big advocate for having hobbies and learning a new language is an incredible hobby to take up. I've been practicing my French with Babbel and it's been such an effective, engaging way to learn. I took French in high school and college, but I got a little rusty and I wanted to brush up before visiting France earlier this year and I've been hooked on Babbel ever since because it's helped so much and you too can make amazing progress with your language learning through Babbel and that's because Babbel actually works. So instead of paying hundreds of dollars for private classes or playing on apps that are basically glorified games, you can take Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons that are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language as soon as three weeks from now. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations, and their methods for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, so you're learning things you would actually say, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. It's no wonder why Babbel has sold over 10 million subscriptions because it's real learning for real conversations. And they're offering a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. So you can get 55% off your Babbel subscription only for our listeners at babbel.com slash balanced. Get up to 55% off at babbel.com slash balanced, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash balanced. Rules and restrictions may apply. So 
I also want to talk a little bit about the book because we've mentioned it, but we haven't got to like actually talk about your new book, A Good Mom's Guide to Making Bad Choices. That's now out. When this episode is out, the book is out. I'm so excited. So can you tell us more about the book, who you wrote it for? I would also love to hear about your experience as co-authors because writing a book sounds like the hardest thing ever. And I feel like doing it as a co-author has unique, would just be a unique experience. Yeah. So that, yes, co-authoring was definitely, I mean, for especially for us never writing a book. I mean, this is the, the only thing we have to go off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the book comes out today and it's been such a, a labor of immense love. It's been very challenging because the book is personal. Um, yeah. You know, on our on our show, we share a lot of our lives, but the book is really a deep dive into these different chapters of our lives that have kind of defined certain moments and decisions of how we became mothers and how we've overcome obstacles, how we've <sighs> accepted our good and bad choices, you know, and not all bad choices are bad choices. You know, that's kind of the whole play on our show in, in, in general. Mm-hmm. The book is both of me and Mila's voices. So each chapter um, has, you know, a section by me, a section by her, and we're both talking about our experience in whatever stage in life we're um, addressing. And mm-hmm. so it starts off with us before children, you know, who we were before children, our thoughts about children, what we thought, what we thought we knew about love and life and relationships. And then that journey into pregnancy and what that was like and how it's never anything you really expect can expect. And, you know, and then after that, you have a baby. So what what's that like? Mm-hmm. And all the lies that they tell you and all the things that they feed you. And like this book is really a guide. To, and then we say this a lot, but it really is true. It's a guide to all the shit they don't tell you. And I really think it's a powerful tool for women who are don't even have children who are maybe considering having kids or maybe on the fence, you know, and this book might be birth control or it might be (laughs) the thing, the exact thing you needed to say, you know what, I'm ready. Let's do it. So the book has definitely been a labor of love. We've definitely gone deep dives of things personally that we haven't like fully explored on the show, which I don't even know how that's possible, (laughs) but you know, it is everything I wish I had before I decided to have a child it's the real shit that I wish I really knew that someone yeah. would have told me prior to starting this chapter of my life as far as motherhood goes. Um, I definitely think it's a really beautiful also resource for women who may be finding themselves in a separation with the, their child's father. Um, I think that's something that's not like discussed a lot, especially for single black women. Um, there's like a huge stereotype that is kind of attached to being a single mom that we don't like that we don't address. And I think we kind of discuss that in a very personal way, which provides, oh, like, it's not just you, girl, like the fear that is that is associated with having a child with someone and, and then maybe breaking up with them. You know, we like we really get with that. We really discuss I discuss like abuse that I, I experienced with my child's father. And like, that's not something I've talked very much about, but that's not something people talk about, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. it also goes into depth about just transition and how to gracefully transition through things. And like inevitably in life, we transition and whether you're a mom or not kind of touch on just all the ways that we were able to do that gracefully and sometimes not so gracefully. And like, you know, the hard and ugly truths about what it looks like to be heartbroken, what it looks like to be disappointed what it looks like to disappoint yourself and also what it looks like to come up out of those spaces and reclaim your power and the importance of just 
betting on yourself and being yourself and showing up as yourself and accepting all parts of you. You know, obviously we're good moms that make bad choices, but this is really a book that kind of provides a safe place to make bad choices and feel supported in them and feel like you, there's a life after even breakups or bad choices or, you know, all the things that society tells you are unacceptable. So it's, it's definitely not your average mommy book. That's for sure. (laughs) But so needed. It's super needed. I'm really proud of this work that we've, you know, collaboratively put together. And I really do think that it's something that women really need right now. And I think it's time for this, you know, for this to go out into the world. (laughs) Absolutely. Book babies. Our book babies. We birthed our our little baby. And how does it feel now that it's, it's out, it's published, it's like... Is it relief? Is it excitement? It is relief. It is relief. It's, I think I've had a lot of fear. I mean, going into it, when we first got our book deal, it was, oh my God, we did it. This is crazy. And then it was like, oh my God, we have to write a book. Holy shit. Wait, how many pages? (laughs) How many words? What? Like, what am I going to say? What's important? You know? And then like, you know, going through edits and the publisher saying, okay, you guys, like this part probably isn't important. I'm like, no, it really is. Everyone needs to know this part. And I'm like, is it? (laughs) And, you know, now that it's out, it's been, it's, I feel like it's cathartic. There was parts of me that I was still definitely holding on to that I thought I had already resolved. That writing the book really challenged me and I had to face a lot of things. Um, I've been journaling since I was a small child. And so I went back into all my journals and reread, reread them because I had to take myself back into these moments of like, is this asking yourself that question? Is this who I say I am? Who was I then? You know, what actually did make me happy? Who am I now? And it's actually been extremely healing for me to go back into those moments and then having to write and really reflect on them in an intelligent way, hopefully. I think that I am just really excited for it to just go off into the world. It's kind of like podcasting for me. Like, I don't really listen to our podcast. Me and Mila like used to edit it early on. And, you know, now we have a team that's, you know, thank God. Shout out to our Good Moms, Bad Choices team that has really helped us kind of detach and been able to just speak our truth and walk away from it. And sometimes that can be, I think that's actually the gift is that like, I just kind of can just walk away and this is what I said. And this is where I'm at. This is a timestamp of where I'm at at this exact moment and um, not have to overthink it and analyze it. And so that's kind of this book, although I have read it like four times (laughs) because I had to, (laughs) Yeah, but I've kind of just like, okay, it's released. Whoever's mad is going to be mad about it because there's a lot of personal things in there about people that might not be happy about my depiction of them. But that's it's my experience of, of what happened. And it really is. I'm grateful for every experience, for every heartbreak, for all the disrespect, <laughs> for the love, for the experiences, for the good sex, for the bad sex, for the f- one night stands, for the mushrooms at Coachella, for the tribe, <laughs> for for all of it, for the cheating, all of it, like for the failed co-parenting. Like I'm grateful for all of it because it really, it's a testimony of like that you can be a good mom that makes bad choices and you can be a good mom and you can be an amazing mom. No, despite all those things, you know, and that our choices don't define us. Right. And even bad is relative. What we can see. Yeah, I mean, like even the on the back of our book, we say like, what does it say? What defines a good mom? What defines a bad choice? Uh, a mom who goes to every PTA meeting but pops a pill on the car ride home. Uh, a mom who 
smokes weed but shows up ready to play Barbies with her with her kids like a fucking pro. That's me. Hello. Like some people may say, like, you smoke weed and then you go play with your kid. The fuck I do. Yes, I do. And it's great. You mm-hmm. know? And, you know, some people might think that's a great choice. So it's it's all relative. It's what makes you be able to show up as your highest best self. That's yeah. that's the choice that you need to make. Definitely debunking as the stereotypical ideas of what good moms are or bad choices oh, yeah. are mm-hmm. and encouraging everyone to do the same. <laughs> Definitely. I love that. Well, I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. You. I'll make sure the book is linked in the show notes so that everyone can get it Appreciate and it. read it. Sounds like it's the perfect compliment to this conversation. So I know our folks will love it. Thank you. Definitely yes. about mindset. <laughs> Yes, exactly. You'll, see, you'll, yes. you'll get to meet us at very, all different types of mindsets, and <laughs> we will. And we have lots of gifts when you click when you when you buy when you buy our gift, you get get it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. We're all about giving back to our our tribe. So yes, yeah. Thank you. You know, and one of the things you mentioned was like the perfect segue. You mentioned mushrooms at Coachella. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect segue because I'd also love to talk to y'all about plant medicine because we're talking a lot about mindset changing our minds expanding our minds and plant medicine is a really helpful tool for that i've only had one plant medicine experience with you guys (laughs) at the retreat last year i know so i was like it's perfect to explore this topic uh on the podcast with you all so i would love to hear a little bit more about your experiences how you became familiar with plant medicine Actually, maybe we can take a step back if people don't know what plant medicine is. I'm referring to at least when we did psilocybin at the retreat last year, although there's different kinds. There's like ayahuasca and all all sorts of different things that people can do. Uh, But I would love to hear more about your experiences with it and how it has helped your mindset. Well, you know, I've had a long journey with psilocybin. Early on, it was not for the the purposes that I usually use it for now, which is with much more intention. (laughs) But sometimes, you know, I, I have used it Without a, lot, without a lot of intention, just the intention of I'm going to have a good time and get out of my head. Yeah. So I think um, they can be used for both. Sometimes plant medicine, especially when we're talking about it now on the times that we're in, can feel very <laughs> um, gooey, goopy. <laughs> that the goopy. word goopy. That it must everything must be in ceremony and and all those things, which I I fully encourage everyone to 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 try it that way for sure. But that just wasn't my experience early on. And I had great experiences in that way. But now in, in the ways that you experienced it was in ceremony at, at the Good Vibe Retreat. You know, it's really, it really, psilocybin, I think, gets a, an interesting rap. Some people look at it as this thing where like you're totally out of your mind and you're maybe out of control. And um, you're seeing like the walls are melting. Mm, and Yeah, I didn't have that experience <laughs> at all. Yeah. You'd be surprised people really... Sometimes I think they they're mixing certain drugs up because I that could also be an acid trip, <laughs> right? Right. Although that can acid can be chill as well. But I think plant medicine really is very grounding. I get a lot of answers when I do plant medicine. A lot of realizations, a lot of knowings that I already know, but that they just come full center when you take them. You just feel connected to everything. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I guess is is the best way I can explain it. And it's you kind of reconnect back to yourself, which is it's like a it's like a reintroduction back to to yourself without judgment. And and that's what I love the most about it. And that's what I love about our ceremonies too is watching the women kind of 
reintroduce themselves to themselves mm-hmm. and and have these these personal discoveries that that come to be and so that's what plant medicine has been for me it's been just a truth teller for mm-hmm. sure um wow that was good um <laughs> I, I, th- <laughs> I think it is a truth teller i think people yeah. think that's like like psychedelics plant medicine take you like to an alternate reality and i think it is like i think it, it's actually the reality I think we are so programmed with false things that we've um, interpreted as truth. And the truth is that I, a lot of plant medicine actually takes you to the, the, the most raw version of yourself. And it kind of like removes you from your body just straight to spirit. And I think that is the reality. It's a much needed shift, gentle shift into the true essence of your soul. And I think a lot of times I think it should be mandated that everybody have this experience so you can kind of see what's real and what's not, because the reality of what we live in is not that it's not real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's given me a lot of opportunity to kind of see things as they truly are. And um, it's removed a lot of anxiety for me. And um, even in the book, there's a chapter called bitch on magic. And um, I made a, not a bad choice, but I made a choice that probably isn't wildly popular to go to Mexico during Christmas without my kid <laughs> with um some with some friends and I did LSD and it changed my life. Like I literally met myself again. Um I had an interaction with my ancestors, with all the female ancestors in my like lineage and it shifted me. It wildly shifted my pers- like peeled back, you know, the blinders if you if you will, and it shifted everything after that. So it's just like, yeah, like the intention where you're at. Um, But I I definitely think plant medicine grounds you in a way that is necessary, especially living in a society that is so heavily ungrounding. Right. Right. Grounding. For sure. (laughs) For sure. And so much of what I think we stress about or see as reality is like not real. I think that's been probably one of my biggest lessons since the pandemic and so many things. It's like so much of what we stress about isn't real. So many of jobs, my job, just sending emails, not real. It It's just, it's not, it's not this big thing that we make it out to be. That's my biggest thing. I always think about like when I'm stressed about shit, I'm always like, no, this is extreme. <laughs> like if you die right now, what will matter? Right. And I'm like, will this shit matter? Well, if I made, sent these notes to David matter? No. It's not right. going to matter. This email this is email not is coming not with matter. me. Like, at this very hour on this fucking Friday afternoon, <laughs> like, is this going to make and break like anything? And it usually it's a no. And it's just like having that mindset, like what is important to me all the time, like leading with that. And obviously there's going to be little stresses and you have to deal with them. But it's really like ultimately if I get if I check out to this motherfucker right now, how much will this shit matter? Right. And it's like it doesn't. It doesn't like, will I be mad? I've died in a one bathroom instead of a two bathroom apartment. (laughs) You know, like it's not going to matter. They're going to write it on your tombstone. Right. Like she had the one bathroom. (laughs) She had the Ford Fusion, not the Escalade. (laughs) You know, but it's like bullshit. Like we really pride ourselves on things that don't fucking matter. And it's the love. It's the experiences. It's the laughs. It's the hugs. You know, like we forget. Even like the retreat is such a good reminder for us. Like. 
to hug people, to touch, to, you know, like to sit and stare at people for a minute. And like, I'm so grateful for that space because it kind of like, it helps me be more loving. It helps me be more to want to nurture and like in turn, nurture myself, be more loving to myself. And even we talked about plant medicine last, um, last month on our podcast. And the truth is like, when we say plant medicine, people automatically go to like mushrooms or you know whatever drug but the truth is is like plant medicine is really nature Mm, it's your it's so many it's so many aspects it's like it is nature it's your diet it's like it's all the things like it's how we relate to our our environment environment. plants are are an extension of the earth we are an extension of the earth and so we're all connected in that way and like what we put in our body the words we speak to our body is all nourishing we are plants surprise bitches (laughs) (laughs) you know like we're planted on this earth and then we grow you know and then we go back into the ground and so it's like our relationship with plants as a medicine is is really a relationship with like all living things including ourselves and like how we nourish ourselves and like people are like oh there's a mom's that do mushrooms and lsd yes because i'm in tune with myself because i'm watering myself and this is what you know the ways in which i need to water myself this is how like i get more grounded with my environment yeah and i think people like Go eat a hearty salad. That might be the medicine that you need. You know, go in the backyard and do it. Sit in the grass. But there, there's there's like these um, healing components that come from just being one with nature. And that's whether you're taking mushrooms from the ground or you're mm-hmm. sitting in the grass or you're eating that salad all week, you know, so that you're, you know, nourishing your body and, and our environment. Like we're really all are one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's can be so easy to get so disconnected, especially we spend so much time inside. We spend so much time on devices with shoes on. Right. That something as simple as like putting your feet in the grass or in the sand can be so healing and so nourishing and it doesn't cost anything. You don't have to do anything. It's just pure connection to earth. Mm -hmm. It's like the most simple shit, like literally being naked in the ocean. Being naked outside, like it sounds ridiculous, but it's really something about like being fully exposed in nature, it's like, it's primal. You're like, I'm an animal. Yes, I am, you know? And it's just like, it seems silly, but like that, like those are the small, the small things that we can do to kind of like just take off the mask and like just stop like giving ourselves the freedom to not suffocate from the constraints of just right. corporatehood. Oh yeah, like what we're supposed to do, who we're supposed to be. I think that everyone can relate like to, you know it. You know that nature, whether water is your thing, forest is your thing, desert is your thing, whatever the fuck it is, that it does something to your nervous system. Yes. There's a reason why we're stressed. We want to go on a vacation. We want to get to water. We want to get to this. We got to get, you know, because we are we are detached from our true nature. And so when we get there, I mean, the other day I was feeling I woke up, I feel anxious and I was like, I need to go outside. And I put my took my shoes off and it just rained. It was muddy and it was actually exactly what the fuck I needed. I needed to feel wet dirt under my feet. And like some people that are like, oh, my God, I can't like don't like to walk on grass. I encourage you to like get past that there. You are detached from your like from your true nature. You have yeah. to connect back, recharge yourself in the soil. And I immediately felt like my nervous system calm 10%. I was like, 
okay, the edge got taken off. These are just little tools that you have in your toolbox. Because like I said, meditation is not something that always works. So you got to kind of go, okay, well that, okay, that was like that to 10%. What's the other 10%? Okay, I'm going to go stand outside. That's a 10%. Okay, I'm going to go call someone who makes me feel really good. Go down the list of things that eventually get you back to that happy medium. You're like, okay. But like some people don't even realize that they have a list. And, and everyone does. You do. You, you have a list. You just have to really think about what those things are for you. Mm-hmm. Get you back into that, that mindset of like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm happy. So yeah, that toolkit. Yeah, it is really a toolkit. And the older I get, the, the, the more I realize the toolkit is the most simple shit ever. It really is. It's like breathe, breathe, go, go outside, outside, eat, go laugh, do a cartwheel, hug someone. Yeah. <laughs> but literally there, there are studies that show that, you know, when shoes became wildly popular and mainstream, that society got further away from like the connection, like our, our health deteriorated. Like there are st- literally studies that show like shoes have brought us away from what we need. Shoes equals depression. No, it's true. <laughs> I believe it. It's so true. I believe like, it. Shoes Google equals it. depression. There's even like there's even studies of like people connecting like copper. Or, like, I don't know. Let me not lie on the like microphone, but like <laughs> connecting some like a cord. I don't know. If maybe I think it's copper. I could be lying. <laughs> From their feet, like the bottom of their feet, to outside while they're sleeping, and it like curing all these ailments in their body. Oh. Well, there's so much research about grounding, earthing, whatever you want to call it, and about the health benefits of it because the negative ions that we get from being outside do lower our blood pressure. They relieve anxiety. Like there are countless studies, I can link some in the show notes, that show that it's true. The benefits we get just from having our feet on the earth. So that makes sense. I think what I've learned mostly is we are all little gods just roaming the earth. We all have magical components. The earth has magical components. We're extensions of the earth. And so do we. Like just like we can speak, me speaking has like literally sending waves lands out into the world and t- to infinity who knows where they'll stop it's just like you speak into a glass of water the the molecules change we are powerful beings yeah and it's like the sooner that we recognize that we have power over the outside like the the better we are R- recognizing like the plants have power the, the 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 medicine has power it's just like i think that's half the bot- battle is recognizing your own power and then emit- emitting it to your outside environment Mm. society has normalized our existence is really what it comes down to Mm. society has really normalized our existence because our existence is actually spectacular it's so complex absolutely so complex like even to think about like living on earth the things that had to align for us to exist the mm-hmm. amount of H2O, the amount like the, the amount of oxygen, the amount of like trees, the, the, like even where, the altitude in which we live in, the weather, the sun, like the things that the components that had to actually line up for us to exist and thrive are so one in a fucking billion. The fact that we're here is like, it's magical. We are an, an extension of that magic. And like they did us great. Like they did a, a hell of a job on us removing our power and like n- us not recognizing it because because it's literally that simple, you know, like we're master manifestors because we tap the fuck in to our magic. And it's not like some something that no one else can do. It's right. just like, do you, do, do you actually believe it? Mm-hmm. And follow through with it. Yeah. Consistently. Ugh. 
That's so good. <laughs> this was so good, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sure, thank you, Les. Yes. So before we wrap up, I would also just love to talk about next retreat. I know you got one coming up. Let us know where the next one is, how people can go if they want to join you. Yeah. So our next retreat is in July. So if you're looking for, you know, your summer vacation, this is it, girl. This it's is a great this summer is, vacation. It is. This is the one. And I'm really excited because you came to one, our one in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this one is in Mexico. So we're going to Sayulita, Mexico, which is about an hour from Puerto Vallarta. And speaking of magic, it's called Pueblo Mexico. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's the Pueblo, magic Pueblo. And as, and as you know, Les can speak to, to her experience at the retreat, but... It's really, well, it's kind of indescribable. I feel like there's just the perfect group always comes. And, you know, a lot of people always ask us, like, can I come alone? And I would say around 95% of the women that come, come by themselves. And that really is the magic of the retreat is the people and the groups that come for that specific date and the the lessons that each each group has for one another. This specific retreat, um, we have two dates. One is on July 5th and the other is on July 12th. We really like take care of everything for you. Like you don't have to think about anything because we know as women and as moms and the retreat is not just for moms. I just want to say that because everyone always thinks it's for moms. (laughs) But as women, we're always planning. Like even when we go on trips, like maybe you're that planner that's like always like, you know, has the whole thing done. We done it all for you. So all you do is show up. Everything's all inclusive. We took over an entire property, which is what we always do. And this property is exquisite. It's so beautiful. It's every room is ocean view. It's really like, I just can't, I just can't fucking wait. These retreats are really also retreats for us. And if you are listening to this episode and you heard me talk about like taking that time to be quiet and be still, this is the place. There's no pressure. Like whatever you want to do, do it. Whatever you don't want to do, don't. If you want to party, party. If you don't, don't. If you want to take mushrooms, take mushrooms. You can do all of the above. All of the above, (laughs) you know? Yeah, that's kind of the vibe of of all of our retreats. Kind of like do whatever the fuck you want. It's like the (laughs) ultimate rebranding of you. You know, it's like go be with a bunch of people you don't know and refigurate, refigurate. Just made that up. (laughs) Refigurate who you want to be. Can reconfigure, reconfigure who you want to be and how you want to show up and take a break from the noise and just like, yeah, just like go inside yourself in a beautiful place amongst other beautiful women doing the same thing. And it, it and honestly, like Erica and I are testaments to manifesting in in groups, <laughs> couples, couples and groups. groups. And like as women, you know, our manifesting powers, when we link up and do it collectively, are incredibly, incredibly, incredibly powerful. And, you know, we know that because we're some fucking manifesting ass bitches. <laughs> but um, I didn't realize just like even when you do it in groups, like if you come with something, even if it's not a group thing, the the energy behind the group is going to just like make that happen so quickly. And it's really a, a, another great tool for women that are trying to find their tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. as, as adults, it's it can be really daunting to make new friends. Like, again, the rebranding, like some of your people maybe aren't your people anymore. You're, you're tired of your people. You're like, I need a refresh. Like, this is really a place for that. So many of the women that come on our retreats are still so close, like taking pictures of their births and, (laughs) you know, like going to stay with them in different cities and, you know, like showing up for one another, like sending flowers to each other when they've had a hard time or they're going through a divorce. Like 
it's they're deep bonds. They're not surface bonds. They're real, real friendships. It's like an ex. It's like speed dating for friends, and then you get like real deep, yeah. real fast. Yep. <laughs> you get real. It close. really is. Yeah. You get real deep, real fast. You like know all your shit. And it's like fuck the fuck fuck the the surface shit. Let's get to it. So yeah, I'm really excited for this for this this new experience in Mexico. Yes, yeah. yes, I'm so excited. We're gonna have it linked in the show notes so that folks can join the week that works for them. It's such a beautiful experience so i'm so excited for this new location thank you for saying yes to us and coming and experiencing it oh my gosh absolutely it was exactly what i needed when it was like my birthday gift to myself last year because i went when it was my birthday and it was like exactly what i needed so thank you for creating such a beautiful experience yes thank you for coming yes Thank you so much for joining Thank me today. You. Love you. I loved having you back. Thank you for kicking off Mindset May with me. Like I said, we will have all of your information in the show notes, links to the retreat, links to the book, also links to the podcast. If y'all aren't listening to Good Moms, Bad Choices, what are you doing? Come through, baby. If you like Balanced Black Girl, you'll love Good Moms, Bad Choices. So we'll make sure it's all linked in the show notes. And I will see you back next week for the next installment of Mindset May. Bye. Bye. Bye.